The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and boy, oh boy, camp is a poppin'. And boy, let me tell you, the news is hopping. That's right, right here on show 411. That's right, get your 411 right here. Can you feel it, Raider Nation? The fall, you can feel it in the air. Preseason's here pretty soon. We'll be playing some Raider football. I love it! On today's show, we will have... About damn time they put Ray Guy in the Hall of Fame. Best special teams player in the history of the NFL. San Antonio? Hell no. We ain't going there, partner. Training camp 2014. Yeah, we got a chance to get out there and see our Raiders in true, true form. So I'm going to give you a hit on what's going down in Oak Town. That and the bone line should wrap it up for this show. Man, oh man, it's time to get down because football season has arrived. Congratulations to Ray Guy, epic special teams player, well-deserved first punter in the history of the NFL to be recognized for his talents after 28 years. Yes, Al Davis, the great visionary, selected Ray Guy in the first round, 23rd pick, and was lambasted by everyone for picking a punter at that point of the draft. Little did anybody know that this man, once he stepped on the field, would change the NFL forever. Ray Guy's prolific punts and placement of the ball have yet to be matched by any player in the league. Congratulations to the best punter in the history of the game. The NFL finally realized that putting Ray Guy in the Hall of Fame gave validity to the entire hall. How could you have a Hall of Fame without special teams players? The game does not exile special team players when they're playing the damn game. Ray Guy's punts were epic. His placement was precision. And he played the game with passion and love, as he said, at the podium at the Hall of Fame ceremonies. Some guys, they just have a kicker, they, they just have a punter. But when you have the guy that's extra special, when you have the guy that is the best that ever played that position, he's a lot more than just that position. We were getting ready for the draft, and one of the top players that we had rated in the, in the draft was Ray Guy. And Ray Guy, punter, Southern Mississippi. I thought, boy, this is strange. And then we start watching film on it. 
And I looked at that and I said, any guy that can, can punt like that, we have to have him. That guy was William Ray Guy, and he was the 23rd pick of the 1973 NFL Draft. The first time I laid eyes on him was when we first brought him to practice, and he started to punt, and he punted the longest, highest footballs that I'd ever seen. And I said, okay, that's enough. You know, I didn't want to tire his leg out or have him get injured. And, and he said, coach, I'm just warming up. And I thought, holy moly, just warming up. And I knew right then at that moment that he was, he was going to be special. On the Raiders' special teams of the 70s and 80s, Guy's punts helped give rise to the phrase hang time. We have an unofficial hang time of five seconds here. You know, as a coach, you always hated fourth down, you know, because that means offensively uh, that you failed on three downs. Well, when we got Ray Guy, fourth down wasn't as bad as it used to be. Known for his wiry athleticism, the three-time Super Bowl winner and seven-time Pro Bowler had only three of his 1,049 punts blocked in his historic career. Ray Guy was a football player that punted. But the thing is, if you say, is there one play that stands out in your mind, it was that Washington Redskin play in the Super Bowl with, the, with a high snap where Ray had to jump up, catch it with one hand, and bring it down and still get the punt off. Guy made one heck of a play save that one. Great guy is six foot three, but he went up to about seven foot three on that. There's not a lot of guys that could make that play that Ray Guy made in the Super Bowl. Guy forever changed the punter's role on a football team, becoming the first pure punter elected to the Hall of Fame. Ray Guy was a fighter, you know, and he, he just kept going. But to me, the biggest part is, is, is he broke through into the Hall of Fame and opens that road for other punters. Guy stands deep, here's the snap, gets the punt away and he hangs a brilliant, soaring spiral. Punters are football players too. Kickers are football players too. And if they're football players and they're the best, and they're the best of all time, they belong in the Hall of Fame. I am honored to present Ray Guy for enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thank you, Coach, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Man, am I glad to be here tonight. Believe me, it's been a long and winding road from the farmlands of South Georgia to the hallowed halls of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They've been bumps, they've been curves, detours, and bridges to cross along this journey, but I have finally made it. Even though, even though there will be no more games to play, records to set, or championships to win, for to be a part of this very special clubhouse called the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and knowing it's forever, it's beyond my wildest dreams. Many friends, including my high school coach, Raider coaches, my attorney, and several Raider teammates are also here. There's even a group of former old football punters that are here tonight. And I tell you, I was elated this afternoon to be around them, sitting with them, and just talking with them about different things about punters in the NFL. I want to thank you all. Unfortunately, 
There are two special friends who are no longer with us and that I'd like to salute tonight. One, my college coach, P.W. Underwood. Coach Underwood gave me the opportunity to get an education and play football and baseball at Southern Mississippi. And, and of course, the other is Raiders Hall of Fame owner, Al Davis. who took a chance on me as a pure punter in 1973. Al's lovely wife, Miss Carol, and son Mark are here. Miss Carol and Mark and all my family friends are here tonight. I would like for you to please stand and be recognized. Everybody, please. The two greatest influences in my life are not seated here in front of me tonight. And that's my mom and my dad. Even though they're not here, they are here. They are up above watching and cheering. My high school coach, Paul Leroy, showed me two things about foot alignment and ball placement. And that was pretty much it. All through high school, in college, I played other positions as well. I was a good athlete and could have been a major league pitcher or an NBA basketball player, but I knew God had something special for me. And eventually, one sport would stand out beyond the rest, and it did. Playing in the NFL with the Raiders was my destiny, and I never looked back or questioned my decision. After joining the Raiders, however, I realized I had to concentrate on just one thing. Though I may not have realized that at the time, all those years of playing football, I was setting benchmarks for young athletes to follow. I like to think I can continue to help others by teaching what I have learned and to inspire them as they begin to dream and to start their journey. That's why uh, I have the Pro Kicker Kicking Academy every year. We teach young kids the basic fundamentals and mechanics of the kicking game and to instill in them the importance of hard work, determination, and patience so that maybe someday they too can stand on this stage. You know, a God-given talent is one of the greatest gifts an individual can be blessed with. But to use a God-given gift for just oneself is not the answer. The true benefit of a gift is to share with others. Even though I had a special talent, I was taught to keep my ego in its place. Back in January, a lady came up to me at a banquet that I had in Augusta, Georgia for my Ray Guy Award that I give out. And she told me that the biblical meaning of the number eight on my jersey meant a new beginning. If that's true, then I like to my enshrinement and number eight to represent a new beginning for punters into the Hall of Fame. I hope I inspire young punters to achieve their dreams to one day play in the NFL and maybe even be elected into the Hall of Fame. It's been a long, long overdue 
but now the Hall of Fame has a complete team. Punters are a very important part of a team, regardless of how many times they step onto the field. It only takes one play to change the outcome of a game. So punters, keep the faith. You are an important part of every game. You know, I've been lucky to be able to do what so many others only dream, dream of, to play professional football. And I've been blessed to have the opportunity to be around so many great individuals like my fellow Hall of Famers. To stand beside them, to compete with them or against them, it's been great. Having inspirational leaders like my coaches and team owners and a great family life and the support of great friends, I could not have asked for anything better. But now the roar of the crowd has faded. And as I said, there are no more games to play no more records to set or break, and there are no more championships to win. But one thing remind, reminds me, the memories, and they will always be forever. It's awesome to be considered one of the game's best and a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. To know my legacy will be forever a part of pro football history, and that my bus will be alongside the greatest athletes of all times. It leaves this old punter speechless. So in closing, all I can say is that it was for the love of the game that I am here tonight. Thank you and God bless you. Ray Guy changed the game. He changed the way the sport was looked at. He changed a big part of what special teams meant to all the other 31 teams in the NFL. Ray Guy has finally gotten his moment in the sun. And as Al Davis once said, and it was about damn time. It's a good thing that we have 23 Raiders in the Hall of Fame because I'm telling you, they all deserved it. And it is a really cool thing that they finally recognize the best punter in the sport. Ray Guy, congratulations, brother. Well-deserved. And that is all I have to say about that. All the world was mine And I could feel the call Luring me on to places unknown Far from the hills of home Back in San Antonio. San Antonio? Hell no. <laughs> no way, partner. Just a homeboy. A San Antonio boy. A far from home boy. I hear the call of San Antonio. And that's where I plan to go Fate has turned my back On all that I wanted so There was an avalanche of speculation when Mark Davis 
uh, was said to have made some conversations with San Antonio officials about moving the Raiders to San Antonio. Because that makes perfect sense because the Spurs colors also are silver and black. There's a stadium to play in, and they got plenty of dough in San Antonio. That's a fact. Many in the Raider Nation were thrown into a panic, like myself, (laughs) season ticket holder here in Oakland. But we have to think about things logically. Logically speaking, I don't believe Jerry Jones or the owner of the Houston Texans would like to have that happen. You know, this would end up in court and would take forever if, you know, if it was even a possibility. The issue here for me is more the case that anybody in any state, anywhere in this country, could put it together and bring the Raiders there. I mean, any state. Um, There's plenty of opportunity across the country for places that love to have football and don't have it now. What I'm saying here is, Oakland, get your shit together, man. The money, the revenue, it would kill the city for the Raiders to leave the city of Oakland. They would lose so much. They'd lose a lot of their public servants, (laughs) the police, the fire department, streets, you name it. They would go down in a ball of flame if not for the Raiders. So... As far as San Antonio goes, I don't think it's a possibility, but it could be. Now, do you think it could be somewhere else? Arizona? I mean, they already have one team. Could they support two? Las Vegas? Nevada? Could they support one? So, you know, you have to think about the possibilities. I just want them to stay in Oakland. Hell, they could even go to L.A. as long as they stayed close enough for me to see a damn game. But hell no, no to San Antonio. And that is all I have to say about that. T Camp 2014, that's Oakland Raiders training camp. We were there. I'm going to tell you what we saw. First, it was great to see a lot of Raider fans out there. You know, for years, Al Davis didn't let any fans in to watch the practices. I think it's a good thing in some part, uh, but the team has to have some private time, which they do. Um, And believe me, that's when some serious business gets accomplished. Now, this is the first week of camp. They're starting to ramp up slowly. You don't want to get injuries this time of year. They started to put on pads and started to do a little bit of tussling out there in the field. Pace is still kind of slow, but you're starting to see some good things happen and some different looks from the offense uh, so far because it's hard to see the defense right now. We'll see them in the preseason for sure. Looks like they're trying Tony Bergstrom at center in case something happens to Wisniewski, but uh, that looks like it's going on. Gabe Jackson's doing a great job. Kevin Booth, we got a lot of great, you know, Menelik Watson. He's possessed. He's a man freaking possessed. He's playing better than ever, 
and you can see it in his work ethic and the way he gets up with that first punch. Very nice job, good footwork, and he's really working hard at his craft. I hope to see him make it. He's playing with the first team, and he's looking pretty strong at this point. Derek Carr throws a bomb like a meteor. I mean, it's it's incredibly, the, there's hardly any arc to it at all. His ball is crisp, and there's a lot of pop to it. You can hear it popping off the hands of the wide receivers. Carr has a cannon. Nice footwork. He looks like he's comfortable, and it looks like he's going to be able to sit there at number two and learn from the master, Matt Schaub. A very cool cat who's getting the ball down the field very nicely, by the way, and I have very high hopes for his season. The receivers are catching. It's nice to see things are starting to go into the right rhythm. I love the vibe of this team. I love the vibe here at training camp. No, there's not a lot of ass-chewing, stuff like that, but there is a lot of positive reinforcement, and it seems to be working. Latavius Murray's gotten a lot of good shots. He's pretty quick and gets to the secondary pretty doggone fast, liking what I see from him. Jeremy Stewart, not so much. Atkinson's hanging in there. And, you know, Marcel Reese is doing a great job, too, as always. But he's a veteran. And a lot of the veterans are kind of taking a second step, which is good. Uh, some of the good things that are happening, Greg Jenkins, Bryce Butler, uh, Greg Little looks pretty good, Mike Davis, uh, he's gotten some nice balls, Streeter. Our wide receivers, I think they're doing pretty well. But like I said, we'll see more as camp unveils. Now, Khalil Mack has made some pretty amazing plays. He's very fast, man. He's got very long arms. I can't wait to see him in the regular season. Of course, we've got Nick Roach, Seymour, and Miles Burris are switching in and out. I think that'll be kind of a, a battle, but a good battle because they're both very, very good players. Carlos Rogers, Nico Thorpe is somebody who's coming out big time, at least now. You know, things will change, of course, by the end, by the, when the camp ends and we get into serious season activity. But a lot of these kids are shining. Our secondary is looking pretty doggone solid, and I'm not kidding. So DJ Hayden is hurt, got a boot on. What can I tell you? Usama Young, he had uh, a concussion, I believe. Uh, Nick Casas is coming back from a, a groin, I think, or a, um, a hammy. So And Lucas Nix as well. So we have a couple injuries. They're getting better. There's not a lot, something real tragic going on right now. Uh, there's some bumps and bruises as expected at this time of camp, but I do like the vibe a lot. I like the pace of practice, and I like the way these guys are talking to each other and working hard because, boy, let me tell you, when the whistle blows, it's getting down to some serious business, and it'll only get more intense as training camp continues. I like what I see Let's continue to see this going forward. And I think the coach, for the first time in his career, really, has a team that he can actually use, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He's got some serious talent. And, uh, well, there's no excuses. We all know that. That's for sure. So that's it so far from camp. And that is all I have to say about that. It's time for the Bone Line. 
Lots of callers. Lots of action. <laughs> you guys. Well, what can I tell you? Football season's here. The phone's going to be ringing off the doggone hook. So let's just get to it, shall we? Who's first on the phone line? 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. If you didn't know by now. And our first caller is Raider Steve from Richmond, Virginia. What's going on, my Raider brother? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, ladies and gentlemen of the Raider Nation. This is Raider Steve calling at you live, Richmond, Virginia. First off, gentlemen, I need to thank you for today's release of the podcast. It's been a long, slow summer. I've been waiting. Thank you. Uh, got a little mental note. Not to cheerlead for y'all too much. Need to kick you some cash. I'll get you a check in the mail this week. And uh, couldn't even make it all the way to the bone line. I was so excited mm-hmm. listening to you, Raider Greg. I tell you what, man, feeling pretty good about this season. I agree with you. Our opponents are going to feel and have some silver and black bruises, the likes of which they have not had in about 10 years. Uh, very excited about the roster. Want to comment on, uh, well, first off, I want to say, uh, you know, last season, last off season, I, I called my shot and I was wrong. I said we'd be struggling. We might get a, uh, we might, we might be in place for a wild card spot. Obviously, I was way off the mark on that one. Uh, I do think we're a little more likely this season to be eight and eight rather than six and ten, uh, the way I think you predicted uh, in the podcast I just heard, Ready, Greg. Nonetheless, uh, it's early. We'll see what uh, training camp brings. We'll see which way we're going. Hopefully, we'll have no big injuries. If we don't, we should be good to go. One thing I want to address, though, is the quarterback situation. i got a good degree of confidence in Schaub. Obviously, you know, I don't need to say about anything about his performance last season. I think the building was burning down, and, uh, you know, he didn't do a good job. Uh, I think we got enough talent, enough strong coaches and continuity of coaching staff in place. He's going to bounce back and do nicely. One thing I want to comment on, though, uh, I think it would be wise of us to uh, deal Matt McGloin uh, if we can. And here's my thought process. Obviously, Shaw's a starter. He's going nowhere. Carr's a second-round pick. He's obviously going nowhere. I think we're all going to agree that we're not going to carry full quarterback. So roster spot is down to Edwards or McGloin. Where does that leave us? Well, you know, we can get something from McGloin. We couldn't get anything for Edwards. I mean, no disrespect to him, but that's just the way it is. Uh, maybe we should deal McGloin and get something for him because, quite honestly, uh, I think Carr should be slotted as a third-string guy. No disrespect to him, but his mission is to become, his primary mission is to become the quarterback of the future, which is next season, uh, you know, 2015, 2016. So who's going to come in off the bench and be a better second stringer if something goes wrong or sideways with uh, Shaw? I think it might be Trent Edwards. I, I know, man, stop your laughing, fellas. But uh, I, I, I think it would, it, it's a better, it's a better option at the third string or third string or second string. Uh, I wouldn't play Carr this season. I really wouldn't. Unless it's just outright trash time uh, on – you know, lopsided side of a victory. But uh, that's my perspective. As you like to say, that is all I'm going to say about that. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Can't wait for training camp to get started. Hope you all are excited, too. Talk to you soon. Greatest cheese, Richmond, VA. Thanks for the call, brother. And, you know, I do think six wins would be a victory because I think if we get six, we're going to put the hurt on everybody else and come really close to winning a lot of games. If we get eight, it would be epic success. Trust me. But we are in a better position. we got coaches been here for a while. And like I said before, I have a lot of positive vibe out of this particular camp. So uh, look forward to that happening and seeing some progress. No way Trent Edwards beats out Matt McGloin. There's no way. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it in camp right now. I don't see it happening anytime soon. McGloin will stay, and I think perhaps we'll just carry three quarterbacks, but you never know. Uh, we got a lot of extra people here that we want to hang around, uh, that, that we want to hang around. So we could be keeping two quarterbacks. Who knows? Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have my very good brother from Whittier, RJ the Raider Junkie. He's at the bonfire. What's happening, bro? Raider Greg, this is... The Raider Junkie here down in Huntington Beach at the 6th Annual Raider Bonfire here. I'm here with the Violator and the Sun and Hill Familia, my family here, bro. It's epic. You're missing it. I wish you were here. Raider Mikey made it here. Saw him over there. It's great. Familia here. Partying up right now. Everybody put their bonfire going right now. So, hey, I wish you were here. Um, just want just want to let all the Raider fans know that hey, I wish everybody could have made it. If not, come next year. You got a minute. And uh, hey, I got I got a special guest for you right here, real quick, right here. Just to say hi to you. What? All right. What's up, home? Oh, you recording? What's up, Greg? Where the fuck are you at, man? We tailgating on the beach, dog. It's my brother. I got my chair popped today. Wish you was here, brother. We'll talk at you on the tailgate. All right, Lady Greg. Talk to you later. Out. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is RJ, the Raider Junkie from East Whittier. Just checking back with you guys. Uh, called you guys yesterday. We're down at the bonfire over here with Raider Nation. It was freaking epic. I called you. Right there from the spot. Uh, you got to hear Wayne real quick. You didn't know that uh, he was on the bone line right there. But, hey, we all missed you. Wish you could have came by and everything. But, hey, I'm just calling, you know, sad day today that uh, Mr. Maverick, James Gardner, passed away, you know. Now, that was a true Maverick man. I can just imagine just him and Al on the sidelines together, the two Mavericks. Uh, anyway, just reminiscing, bro, the old days, how it was, you know. But, hey, everybody in Raider Nation, if you miss it this year, you know, I got a lot of tweets. People are saying they wish they could come. Next year, we got a plan. I got a plan of better, too. I'm taking my freaking pit, bro. It was epic. It was a bomb, man. Anybody that missed it, be sure next year to go. Go early because I had to wait two and a half hours just to get in. I got blocked off right at the end. So, hey, it was a long two-hour wait before we can get back in. So, uh, Raider Nation showed up before it took over Bosa Chica. Go, Raider Nation. Late. That's right. It's the annual Raider Bonfire down there at Bolsa Chica Beach. 
It was off the chain, man. I checked it out on on uh, YouTube and it was on Facebook. A lot of fun. A huge batch of the Raider Nation out there. Looked like about a mile of bonfires, at least. I'm not kidding. Big party. Lots going on. I wish I would have gone. You know, things happen sometimes. You can't make everything. <laughs> but if anybody else can make it, go next year. I see it looks like a really, really good time. So I might check it next year. Who knows? But uh, thanks for for uh, that shout-out, Violator. I love you, brother. We'll see you at the tailgate. And our next caller needs no introduction. My very good brother, Rada Mystica. Anyway, before I get to him, let me just tell you, this guy is working hard to represent the, the Raiders in a very positive light there in Bend, Oregon. A tireless worker uh, for good causes, man. Check him out, Raider Mystic. Hey, Raider What's up, Raider Randy? It's Raider Mystic. Hey, man, I'm just... Uh, Holding up I-5, I drove down from Oregon to go to the uh, Raider Bonfire, and man, it was sweet. I had a blast. So it's such a, uh, I know you guys would love it. Anybody would love it. Any Raider fan that doesn't get to do something like that would love it. Just a, just a bunch of, a couple thousand Raider fans hanging out on a beach setting, just kicking it around fires and talking about the Raiders. You can't not love that. Epic. Ended the night last night with just chilling with the Violator. He's pouring cognac into my cup. And we're talking about how we were ranked uh, 32 in the power rankings. However, that ended up and I get chills right now just from the whole setting, what was going on, and and uh, talking about being ranked 32 in the power rankings. And me and Violator, man, just so excited exchanging conversation uh, about all the players we have and how good we are going to be. It's just a joke. It's a big fucking joke. We, we, I mean, we've got the best lineup that I can remember in a long, long time, for sure. And we're going to fucking kick some ass. And all those haters and all those shit talkers and all those analysts are going to eat a big pile of shit. And they're going to have to start riding the Raider wave. So, man, I just just coming out of this bonfire event, great time. We got to perform too; that was fun. But the best, the beauty of it all, just a bunch of diehard Raider fans kicking it around campfires, talking about the legend of the Raiders. So, just was thinking about you guys. I know you guys would love it there. Next year, baby, you'll be winning, too. So, it's coming the time for the season, and I'm just going to end this call. Go, Raiders!
I'm out. Now I'm feeling real bad that I didn't go. <laughs> that sucks, man. But it's very cool. I totally get it. We all get it when we get together as a Raider Nation. It's amazing. Amazing friends, uh, relationships that go out, come out of nowhere. It's pretty cool. I, I have to agree. And I did miss it. I'm not going to miss it next year, man. Now I'm definitely not going to miss it. <laughs> so you traveled all the way from Bend, Oregon, down to Bolsa Chica Beach. That's pretty cool, man. Check that out, Redder Nation. That's some dedication. Nice. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is deep in the east. That's Raider Rob from Maryland. What's going on, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland. Just listening to your last podcast. And fucking A right, motherfucker. We're going to be fucking badass. The first game of the year, when we go to New York and stomp the fucking Jets. People are going to be like, whoa, maybe they don't suck. Yeah, we don't. We're going to be good, dude. Kurt's going to do a good job. We're going to put it out there. This guy's going to have the right attitude. I'm fucking pumped, man, for this season to start. Go Raiders. Fuck yeah. Thanks for everything you do, man. Again, peace out. Thank you, brother. Thanks for the props. And I'm sure thinking, it feels to me like this is a different kind of team. You know how I can be pretty damn critical. I'm feeling pretty good about this Raider team. Watch what happens. I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised. Thanks for the call, bro. Our next caller is Oakland native Autumn Wind Williams. What's going on, man? Let us have it. Well, well, well. My favorite player, Marcus Allen, claims that he wants the Raiders to return to Los Angeles. I don't feel great about that. I'm born and raised in Oakland, California. And um, I think he should have shut his mouth about the whole conversation. He should have just said that he has an opinion where he thinks we should play. Uh, but he's going to keep that disclosed away from the media. He, he shouldn't even mention any of what he actually said. Our Cinderella chain, Raider Greg, I'm, I'm really happy that you're being more optimistic about this instead of um, just having a good season with minimal wins. Um, you're looking for us to be in a, a competitive team making it somewhere instead of just uh, a plan for a season with a few wins and then just heading back home thinking we made a few little progress with all the free agents, the great uh, draft pick we had, and the guys that we re-signed. I think we really have the ability to be a Super Bowl team. It's about our time. Cinderella team, whatever you want to call it, I'll take whatever you call it. Um, all I want is that damn ring. We, it's time for the fourth. It's time for number four. Like Ric Flair, you know what I'm doing? Woo! Showing up those four fingers in the air, proud and loud. Woo! Oakland Raiders, four rings, baby. That's how we got to do it. Anyway, as far as Mikey Raider, man, like your uh, Raider Central and everything. I'll give you a lot of props. 
but when you talk about this L.A. Raiders stuff over and over, you feeding off to the media, bruh. You really feeding off to the media what they want to hear. <laughs> when anybody speak about the Raiders logo, they mention the Oakland Raiders, not the Los Angeles Raiders. No hate to y'all Los Angeles fans. We do love y'all. You know, the Raider Nation is worldwide. We got fans in London, France, Australia, all over the place that love the Oakland Raiders. But notice I said the Oakland Raiders. Los Angeles was just a nice vacation, basically. It was a nice vacation. Y'all got a Super Bowl win. I appreciate that. But that's all it was. The Oakland Raiders, man, you, you cannot just try to feed off to the media that we need to go to Los Angeles again and make all these hype videos with not even ready Coliseum for them to be playing. Yeah, we, we don't have ours ready either. Yeah, I know you got that rebuttal because of our um, our dysfunctional uh, politics like the lady uh, Bethany Brooks I spoke to on um, the council in D- District 7, District 6, I'm sorry. You know, it gave me pretty much uh, an attitude and everything when I try to ask her what is in the status of the Oakland Raiders based on the lease with the uh, Oakland A's. And she, she basically tried to shoot me off to the Raiders to answer that question. And that's the problem that we have right now is the councils don't want to address what us fans want to hear. And then at the same time, they don't want us to rely on the media. They need to open the fuck up what is actually going on in these negotiations. A lot of us can't attend meetings. So what are we going to do? We're going to get on the phone and we want some fucking answers. That's bottom line. You can't just shoot off the questions every single time we call there. You need to be straight up with this. And uh, Nathan Miley and your uh, assistant, Kamika, not telling us shit. You're telling us that the uh, Oakland don't have enough money is going to take away from the taxpayers we're trying to get a costume built. I, I already told you what's going to happen. You don't accept the Oakland Raiders. What's going to happen? You're going to have to pay unemployment tax. You're going to have to pay for bulldozers. You're going to have to pay for whatever you want to build in that converse, uh, that Coliseum to take over if the Oakland Raiders leave. So bottom line is going to affect the taxpayers' money. need to get this shit done. I'm sick and tired of all of the controversy with the Coliseum. The shit needs to get done. It's going to benefit the city of Oakland. It's going to make us fans happy. So do your fucking job. Anywhere I ever work, if I didn't do my job, what they do, let me go and let somebody else get hired to do what the fuck I was supposed to do. That's all I got to say about that. Autumn Wynn Williams signing out. Go Raiders. Oakland City government has been jacked up for a long, long time, my friend, and it's not going to change now. Jean Kwan isn't helping anything, and she's on her way out the door. She knows it. She's not going to do jack. The people on the city council are going to point their finger down the road saying they did it, we didn't do it, and there's going to be a lot of finger pointing, but end result here is not much is getting done, and you're right. It's going to cost them more than unbelievably more in every way to lose the Oakland Raiders. 
They better figure it out. There's a way to do it, but they ain't smart enough to figure it out. That's for sure. A lot of people thinking we should just buy as a as a fan base. We should just put together and see if we can put enough money together as a fan base to buy our own stadium. Just a thought. Thanks for the call, brother. I'll feel your passion. And L.A., hey, man, L.A. fans, they want the Raiders there. They want the Raiders there, no doubt. But listen, just like you said, and they know it too, when people see the silver and black, it's the Oakland Raiders, and it always will be. And our next caller is from deep in the south. Louisiana South, that is. That's Doc Raider. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's Doc Raider from Fort Polk, Louisiana. I just wanted to touch base with you guys before training camp started. Um, Super excited. Super excited for this season. High expectations. Not too high, but... Just kind of want to touch on a couple of things. Uh, main training camp battles, I think, is going to be, you know, obviously our starting running back, who's going to be our tight end. Got some good guys that need to step up at the tight end position. I'd like to see Michael Rivera and Nick Costa do their thing. Of course, David Osbury. Hopefully he can make a return. Another position battle that I see that's going to be very interesting is the running back position. Of course, you got MJD and DMAC. It's going to be interesting to see who gets cut. Right now we're looking at DMAC, MJD, Jeremy Stewart, Corey Sheets, Latavius Murray, who I'm super excited about. And of course, George Atkinson, the third. It's going to be a great battle to watch. Super excited to get all the updates on it. Um, another uh, interesting battle is going to be wide receiver. We're stacked with wide receivers. I don't know about quality wide receivers. I know there's a couple of good guys in there. We got James Jones. Pumped about that. Great wide receiver. Another thing I wanted to talk about is let's not beat around the bush. Matt Schaub is going to be the starter. There's no way Dennis Allen is going to start Derek Carr and put his job on the line like that. He's going to let him sit for a year, which is what he should do, and let Schaub take the reins. And I have high expectations. I'm from Houston originally. Got to see Schaub battle it out multiple times. The guy can the guy can play, and I think everyone in the Raider Nation knows that. One more thing that I wanted to uh, get to, Terrell Thomas. He was a corner for the Giants last year, I believe. And he came in and he did a workout with the Raiders. He's a corner. We obviously, with DJ up in the air, you never know what could happen. The guy's 29 years old. He played 500 and something snaps last year with the Giants. He did have back-to-back ACL tears. But, I mean, low, low salary contract, I think, is well worth the risk. Anyways, guys, thanks for the podcast. Even when I was in Afghanistan, Still found a way to download the podcast. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Can't wait to hear the next podcast. This is Raider Doc signing out. I think with this particular camp, competition is going to be serious. And I mean serious. There's so many players vying for position. 
I think our wide receivers will improve. I know our defensive backs will improve for sure. Uh, the team is going to look really, really good. A lot better than a lot of people think. Our defense should be strong and stout. Our offensive line has improved tremendously, and Tony Sperano is working their ass. So I'm looking forward to some good things, as you should. And, brother, thanks for letting us have those props and that we could bring a little home to you while you were out in Afghanistan, man. That that touches us big time, bro. Thank you. Our next caller is Anthony, the 360 Raider. What is up, brother? Hello, Raider Nation. It's Anthony, the 360 Raider, calling in from Bellingham, Washington. It is the eve before the uh, Raiders report to training camp in Napa. Excited about the upcoming season. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we uh, look at the schedule. We could pull together six, seven wins. Uh, I'm going I'm going seven to nine, maybe eight to eight. Obviously concerned about uh, DJ Hayden, top pick back in 2013. Uh, he's uh, he's on the physically unable to perform list with the uh, with his foot injury there, so that's obviously a concern. People, you know, seeing people on Facebook saying, "Oh, probably should have picked up flowers. Probably should have done this. Probably should have done that." I trust this regime. Obviously, if there was something in flowers that they that they didn't see, so that's why he ain't a raider. So I say, you know, let the fucking bolts have them. I don't give a shit. Let's, uh, we got the best players that we, that we got. Let's, uh, let's see what we got here. And to all people saying, oh, Derek Carr's gonna beat Matt Schaub out and start to slow your roll. Matt Schaub is the quarterback. Uh, he's gonna be the guy. We don't need to start, we don't need to start getting all crazy and thinking that Derek Carr's gonna go in there and beat his ass for the job. And take the job and go go week one. Uh, I think it's Matt Matt Schaub's job. Uh, he intends to lose, but you know we don't need to get all crazy thinking that freaking Derek Carr is gonna gonna take it week one. We don't need to ruin this kid before he's even started. That's about all I got. Just looking to feed the content, kitty. Love what you guys do here. Looking forward to the season. Uh, like I say, I, I, I think we're good for uh, seven wins. I think we're going to be a seven and nine. Hopefully, a, a 500 football team. And uh, 2015 could be the year we uh, bust this thing wide open. So I'm excited. Uh, can't wait to see what's, what's going to go down. Hopefully, we have a good training camp. Hopefully, we have a competitive training camp uh, that we don't get too many injuries that we're healthy going in week one against the Jets. So that's all I got. Raider Nation, I'm out. Wow, when you ended with week one against the Jets, just gives me chills thinking that we're going to have our first game right around the freaking corner, brother. Yes, and I don't want to hear a bunch of car shit if uh, Schaub makes some mistakes either. We don't want to be chanting car if... uh, if we have a couple bumps in the road on the way to a championship, we got to give Schaub an opportunity to play some football 
and not to get all emotional, even though we've been drugged through the mud for the past 11 seasons, we can't call for Carr early. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Juan Jorge the Bandito. Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is Bandito calling in. It's been a minute since I called in, but I thought it would be fitting to call in after attending three training camp practices. I attended one where there wasn't pads. I attended one where the pads started. Um, I also attended a practice on August 2nd, um, which was basically a scrimmage from start to finish, which was really, really cool. Um, a couple of things that I noticed uh, that I wanted to talk about is the energy and the flow of camp. Um, I know you've been at camp, um, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's not, but to me it looks like the energy at camp is, A, energetic, but also business. It's all business, and um, I believe it's because of the veteran guys that were brought in. Um, I, I just think that the the business uh, of this team and the focus is the mantra this year, which is all in. I believe this team is all in, and they're focused, and they're ready to go. They're ready to prove um, all the pundits, all the media, uh, that they're ready to prove everybody wrong and shock the world. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, but one thing that I really, really noticed and, and, and liked was just Matt Shop's poise and, and command of the offense. Um, I feel like uh, that veteran leadership, that quarterback, and a change of scenery for him ended up being really, really good for him. Now, how that translates on the field against other opponents, well, that remains to be seen. But this is just an observation that I saw from camp. Um, the defense, um, <laughs> it, it, it looks really, really good, and, and that's without – uh, you know, a couple of players we lost in free agency, but with Tuck and Woodley and, and Antonio Smith and, and Woodson looks like a future Hall of Famer out there. Um, it, it's just everybody's swarming to the ball. They're communicating out there. They're, uh, they're having fun. But, again, they are all business. Khalil Mack truly looks like a special player, and um, he, he's a very smart guy. He's not going to make the same mistake twice. Um, I truly, truly believe that that we scored on this draft pick. Um, again, he has all the talent in the world, um, but he has it mentally. I truly believe I, I, he he's smart. Um, all the talent in the world doesn't mean anything if you can't put it together. Uh, we've seen that with a couple of draft picks in the past. But Mac looks like he's ready to rise to the occasion, um, and he's ready to be that guy that teams have to have to scheme for and plan for. Um, I, I truly believe that, that he's going to be a special, special, special player for us. Um, also, uh, yeah, my job looks, looks crisp and good. So does Derek Carr. Um, let's hope he doesn't start this year because then that means we're not doing very well. But um, he he looks like he's not a rookie out there. He, 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 he looks like he's been there before and he knows what he's doing. Um, and... Man, it just looks like this draft class in general um, has been obviously one of the best we've had. And this is just camp. I can't wait to see it in preseason. I can't wait to see it in the regular season. Um, this team's going to shock some people. People aren't going to 
I'm going to expect the Raiders to come at that hard, but they are. They will. Um, and teams are going to have to circle the, the day that they play the Oakland Raiders because they're coming, and they're coming strong. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, you know, I just wanted to share a couple of little tidbits that I saw from camp. Um, well, that's all i got to say. See you all soon. This is Bandito. I'm out. That's what I'm getting out of camp, brothers. Exactly the same thing. Good vibe, a lot of energy, and it's just the beginning. We'll see more during the training camp, but I see the same thing, brother. It's good that I'm not alone. All right, Randy, hit the music. Our next caller is the man, not the myth. The crusader who crusades to Oakland every season to spread his kingdom. <laughs> the Crusader Raider on the line. What's up, brother? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. Exciting times here as we get prepared for the Raiders coming in September. Uh, last week, the Crusader Raider had the opportunity to meet Oakland Raider Menelik Watson, who's from Manchester, England, who was down here in London uh, doing a presentation uh, to fans and talking about the International Series games and all the parties and events that are going to be coming up at the end of September. The English Raider Nation, the European Raider Nation, can't wait to welcome all you guys to London when you get here at the end of September. It's going to be a party of all parties uh, and a great time. You're going to love uh, what we've got planned for you. We've got a huge party on the Friday night, so make sure you book your tickets at the UK Black Hole uh, website on Facebook. Uh, we're having a huge party that's going to go from 7 o'clock through till 4 in the morning. We're going to have live bands, entertainment, uh, Raider Legends there, Freddie, Freddie Blitnikoff's going to be coming along, and we'll have all the characters and whatever that evening as well. It's going to be a great, great party, so uh, please make sure you book your tickets early so you don't miss out on that. On the same day, earlier on in the day, we're doing open-top bus tours around uh, the city, visiting Buckingham Palace, Tower of London, Trafalgar Square, all the famous landmark sites and what have you. And we'll be having a beer on the bus, and we'll be having uh, lunch and what have you. Uh, and there's two bus tours going out. So again, check out the UK uh, Black Hole, the Silver and Black of England here on Facebook, and uh, uh, or, or go to the Crusader Raider page, which is obviously Keith Smith on Facebook, and I'm sure many of you know me, and I'm sure I'll share information with you. We can't wait to welcome the legend, the man behind the voice. Raider Greg will be here in London in September. And Greg, having looked at uh, lots of the old videos that uh, Randy's been putting up on uh, Facebook, looking back to all them years ago in 2005 when we first met uh, uh, in, in the Bay Area there, uh, that first time when the Crusader Raider made his first appearance. And I look back now with uh, great pleasure at all the great times we've had, the fun trips, uh, away in San Diego and trips to Seattle and then last year Houston uh, was just awesome times. So, um, don't you ever be thinking about packing up this podcast, Raider Greg? You've got this job for life, my friend, and uh, you are the voice of the Raider Nation. You keep us all informed throughout the world. And, uh, you know, this this show, Rand is the tech guy, and we know that, but uh, you're the man behind the voice who keeps us all informed with what's going on. So uh, the Raider Nation fans of all the other teams are going to love seeing you here. Make sure you bring that fireman's helmet when you, when you get into town. And uh, as I say, it's going to be an absolutely awesome, awesome, awesome trip. We're looking forward to everything, looking forward to welcoming everybody here, uh, looking forward to the season with, with real optimism. And uh, Menelik Watson spoke highly of the team and the practice and the new players that we've got. And uh, let's hope that uh, 
this is our time that uh, after the 10 years of doom and gloom, we're coming out of the shadow at last and uh, we're going to be competitive again. I say, can't wait to see you all. And for now, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. Anyone have any questions about London or the London trip, check me out on Facebook and I'll try and answer them as best I can. Go Raiders. Thank you indeed for the props. Appreciate it very, very much. And yes, it will be an epic trip. And anybody who is going to go is going to realize that the world's eyes will be on London and on the Raider Nation. And uh, who cares? Underdogs, whatever. We're going to go there and have a good time. And the host with the most, Keith Smith, has got it together. Make sure you get on that website, um, theukblackhole.com, and check it out. Our next caller is Raider Loon from El Centro, California. What is going on, my brother? What up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? is Raider Loon from North Central California. Um, you know that sound a balloon makes when you're slowly letting air out the motherfucker, that high-pitched deflating sound? Well, I feel like all this optimism is basically that balloon full air, right? And we always go into this fucking season with all this optimism you know, especially this year, for some fucking reason, I don't even know why, right? We had a great draft after so many failed ones, you know what I mean? But for some reason, one great draft, all of a sudden, we're going to be some fucking amazing team. And I don't want to I don't want to be that guy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. I don't want to be that fucking stick in the mud, you know, all that nonsense. But we're starting training camp, and who the fuck isn't there? Who's on the sidelines on a bike? fucking watching the team try to get better are fucking what supposedly our starting, you know, our number one DB. The guy we drafted fucking what? I think sixth, seventh overall when we, we would have drafted him third. DJ fucking Hayden, right? That's what popped the fucking hole. That's what, that's what started this whole league. And then I hear Usama Young's injured, you know, and he's like, one of the other guys that, that's the young up-and-comer. And then I'm also reading that, I mean, what is supposed to be our number one wide receiver, Denarius Moore, is dropping every fucking ball that's been thrown to him, bobbling fucking punts and shit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilarious, right? Like, this is just fucking last year all over again. Um that optimism is fucking already getting let out of this fucking balloon. This optimism balloon is just slowly deflating. Just whenever you hear that noise, think of the fucking Raiders season, because it's going to happen, folks. Um, you know, I I had this optimism when he, last week's show, you know, the Cinderella team and all sorts of shit, but it's, it's, I don't think it's going to happen, guys. It's just, we got to be fucking serious Seriously, fucking, we just gotta be serious here. Uh, I think fucking replicating last year's fucking record is pretty much par for what we're aiming at. And uh, Dennis Allen's gonna get the boot. And we're gonna bring Chucky in here, and it's you know the great draft. Hopefully, is followed by another great draft. 
and then we really start making header. I think this is one more year of fucking mediocrity, not even less than mediocrity, and then the tires really start going next year. But I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Greg? Greg, uh, do you think it's it's two steps forward this year, or are we going to take one more step back before we really start going forward? Um, just let me know, man. Love your show. Love the nation. All right, Raider Loon, out. Well, I guess it's a question of glass half full or glass half empty. I think we're going to make a step forward. Not a big step, but a step that's solid and tangible. A step we can build on. I think we're going to see a lot of close games with a lot of potential uh, in this season. And yes, another draft pick of greatness would be the key to making the next step. Absolutely. But I do believe we'll make some big-time progress, and you'll see it in the play. That's where I'm standing, and trust me, I'm very skeptical, as you know. Our next caller needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. <laughs> that is Money Man has spoken. Radar. <laughs> training camp more than likely and unless they anoint him like they do everybody else around him like Matt Schaub and Matt Flynn last year he's not going to even be able to get on the field and we know hell he can't stay on there anyway so fuck it let's go with this cat TJ Carey they say he's been looking good check wall or you know even make, make deal or whatever the hell his name is go with him gotta do something and Another issue I was going to bring up is the linebacker situation. Why they uh, move C.O. Moore to weak side, and now they got him playing behind uh, everybody's favorite, Miles Burr, who has done absolutely nothing. I know you love him, uh, Ray Greg, but uh, Miles Burr hasn't done shit in the league other than, what, 1.5 sacks and – then had a knee scope and played, what, three games and got 
chewed up by Jamal Charles. We remember that. But um, I don't understand that move. I'm like, they should have just left Mac at weak side and left CO over there on the same position and went from there. But you know how DA got to play his favorites. And so we'll just go with that. And then they cut. <laughs> they cut Burnett. I know they didn't, they didn't do that for the money. They did that because they know Burnett would have spoke out on D.A. benching him for Miles Bears, but that's another story. But, hey, let's see what this team's going to do. I don't I don't believe in Matt Shaw, but he's going to have to make a believer out of me. That's what I hope he do. And saying that, I'm out. Well, Money Man has spoken. I don't think there's going to be any anointing in this particular team. I think there's going to be some position battles. There already are. And Miles Burris isn't beating C.O. Moore. They're going back and forth playing equal time right now. I like C.O.'s style, though. He's much more efficient than Burris. But Burris has a place. I don't know why they got rid of Burnett. I like that guy, and he was a baller last year. But we got Nick Roach. We got this new player. You know, Max, pretty good guy, but he's young still. Maybe that's where they're going to move CO2 and keep him there because they look like they're moving Mac to a de defensive end position at times on the defense. So, you know, I think a lot of it is in scheme. A lot of it is the way they're going to move these players around. Schaub is the better quarterback right now, period. I don't know. You know, I don't, a lot of these guys see a lot of stuff. You ain't seeing nothing until... The real whistle blows, my friend. And I don't know about 500. That's a stretch. Six, seven games would be a victory at this schedule. I'd love to beat Denver once. I'd love to beat Kansas City twice. <laughs> but I'd love to beat San Diego. At least, at least 500 in our division would be a victory as well. You don't even have to get me started about DJ Hayden. I've been griping about him from the time they drafted him. Draft day from day one. Nice kid. Why do you draft at that point in the draft someone who's already hurt? Oh, my gosh. And continues to become injured. I don't know, man. Maybe they're holding out for some kind of genie in the bottle. But so far, all I see is a player on a stationary bike. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. Once again, this is the stress that the fan base is under. Honestly, man, there ain't nothing you or I or anybody else can do about what the Raiders do, where they go, what happens. But uh, I'm for all slipping lipstick on a pig, putting some paint on the Coliseum, calling it good, uh, building some new locker room facilities there, doing some improvements in the plumbing, electrical, and stuff like that. Hey, man, slip $400 million into the current Coliseum, and you're going to have yourself a nice place to go see a ball game. That's my opinion as well. Thank you for the call, brother. And our next caller is the Pennsylvania Raider. What's happening, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, the Pennsylvania Raider. It's been a while since I called in. Um, I was reading this story. I, I hope to God this is false. The Mark Davis met with officials um, in San Antonio to move the team to San Antonio. 
the San Antonio Raiders. This has to be a joke. It just has to be. Do you really want to have three teams, I think three, three NFL teams in Texas, the Houston Texans, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Antonio Raiders? That doesn't even go together. It's like, it's like taking the peanut butter out of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then throwing it on a ham and cheese sandwich. It makes no sense. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. If, I mean, the Raiders went from Oakland to Los Angeles and back to Oakland. They stayed in the same state. Both cities fit that team's mantra, fit the aura very well. San Antonio Raiders. When I think San Antonio, I think like cowboy hats and spurs and tortillas. I, I, I don't, I don't see that, 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 uh, theme fitting with the Raiders. I just don't. Oakland, rough, nasty city, a hard, a hard nosed city that just loves football, just loves to just, you know, kick ass. Same thing with, Los Angeles, a little bit of an edge city. They love sports. They just fit the Raiders. Those two cities fit the Raiders. And then you have San Antonio, hot desert cowboy spurs and Raiders. It doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. It just doesn't. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. If this goes through, I, I don't even know if I'm going to be watching football if that happens. Um, I hope to God it doesn't. Just because that just that just brings the Raiders' aura just just down so much it's it's just not even it's not even funny. Poor Al Davis must be spinning in his grave. I hope he uh, hope he gets some uh, divine intervention to get it in uh, Mark. Don't move the team to San Antonio. Keep it at try to keep it in California. Stay in Oakland, your number one priority. If you have to go to Los Angeles as your second, don't go to San Antonio. Just don't. This Pennsylvania Raider. Out. Well, like I said, they're going to do what they're going to do. But uh, I say put lipstick on a pig. Put, put some paint on a coliseum, like I said. Fix it up. And let's go watch some damn football. Where the Oakland Raiders, as Al Davis said, the seed of the NFL is right there in Oakland. That's where it started. That's where it needs to be. Our next caller, Raider Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's going to the game. A happy Raider fan in hostile territory. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Got my tickets for next Friday's game here at the TCF Stadium over here in Minnesota playing at the Golden Gophers football stadium. And I'm looking forward to the Raiders coming here. I am hardcore Raider fan forever. I was uh, from California, retired, moved up here to Minnesota. My wife and I went to Raider games while we were back there. She used to get all Raidered out, and so did I. But she's born in and raised in Minnesota. She's a hardcore Viking fan, so I'm wearing my Raider gear. She's going to wear a Viking gear, and, you know, if the Vikings happen to win, she can walk home. <laughs> Anyways, I'm looking forward to this next Friday, our game. I'll be there wearing my... Uh, Raider gear and Raider jerseys represent the nation. So uh, thank you very much for the podcast. Again, it's Raider Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Oh, yeah. She's going to walk home all right. <laughs> you know that ain't going to happen, brother. Well, I hope we do something. It's preseason. You get a nice look at the team. And it's nice as a fans from so far away to be able to go there and see your Raiders play in person. Good job, man. Way to represent. And our next caller, Raider Malik from Tucson, Arizona. What's going on, man? I like this guy. He's very cerebral. Hello, Raider Greg. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. Just calling to check in. Uh, been a lot going on. Uh, this offseason, the Raiders have picked up some key elements on the defense, something that was definitely needed. Uh, Justin Tuck, love that. Uh, Lamar Woodley, love that. Uh, I like the fact that we're bringing in guys that have championship experience, not only veterans, but they know what it takes to win. Uh, this is, I think this is really going to be something that helps this defense get over that over that hump, man. I mean, you know, last year we saw some flashes, and then everything just sort of went to shit. Uh, I think this year's going to be different. I mean, I understand every year's the same. You know, off season, everybody gets excited, starts having a lot of positivity, and as the season goes on, uh, everything tends to change. But I got to say, I'm excited. I really feel like this team's going to make huge strides this year. I think it's going to shock a lot of people. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. You know, fuck it. Yeah, they are going to the Super Bowl. If I, if I can't say that, I'm not a fucking Raider fan, right? So, yeah, we're going to win it all. But uh, I think they're going to do really well this year. Um, like I said, they're going to shock a lot of people, raise a ton of eyebrows. Um, and a lot of these people that have been talking shit about this team are going to be eating a lot of fucking crow. That's, that's, that's just how I feel. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that Schaub is on the team. we got a veteran quarterback. Um, the fact that he's going to have to rebuild his career I uh, said so that's in the spirit of the Raiders. You know, in the past, they would get these castaways, and they turn out to be great players. I feel like Shaw has a chance to, to fall in that category. Um, I definitely think his confidence was a little shaken last year, but I think this year it's a fresh start. Um, the offensive line is definitely better. He's going to have better protection. Uh, my only concern with the offense, actually two concerns. One is the running game. Uh, I cannot believe that I let go of Rashad Jennings, man. The guy was a fucking stud. He wanted to be a Raider. They let him go. Uh, I don't understand that. Why would you let the, the guy go and then sign the older guy from Jacksonville that he was backing up in Jacksonville? Why get the older guy who's questionably on the downside of his career, um, having one of the, one of the worst careers of his, of his year last year, of his years last year, uh, I just thought that was a mistake, man. I thought Jennings would have been wonderful to have. And now already in, in camp, they're talking how McFadden may be overtaking Maurice Jones-Drew as the number one back. Oh, my God, say it ain't so. Please. I mean, we've been down this fucking road. I don't know why McFadden's still on this team, but that's the last thing I want to see is him sort of being the man on that backfield. He might have a couple games where he looks good, but you know it's going to be inevitable. He's going to get hurt. He's going to have a poor performance. It's, going to, it's just going to go downhill from there. I, I, I just don't trust the guy. Latavius um, Murray, I don't know what he's going to bring. I hope he brings something. We need to see it. And the receiving core, I'm tired of seeing injuries every time I look at these camps. seems like every year, you know, Jerron Kreiner's hurting with his hamstring. So-and-so's hurting with his hamstring, this quad. I want to see some healthy guys out there, man. I mean, I love the fact they got James Jones, 
the guy can definitely bring it. Um, I, I love that, but we we got we definitely have questions with that. I just want to see what happens. Staying positive, but on the on the big note, gotta love the defense, man. I'm so fired up about this defense. We already got sick ass CO Moore. Now we get Khalil Mack. Man, they're gonna terrorize people. And now they're putting Woodley down on the line, rushing the quarterback. Dude, yeah, excited. Wilson's looking good. Uh, I don't know about Hayden. I haven't really heard much lately. I know he's still coming out that foot injury, but I'm 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 hoping that he gets healthy and we finally get to see what he's supposed to be bringing since his high draft pick. But uh, I'm, I'm excited, you know. And I'll tell you what: if they suck this year, uh, Allen's got to go. I mean, it's just that plain and simple. He's got he's got more talent now. I don't want to hear any more bullshit excuses. If he doesn't get done this year, at least some kind of major improvement, he's got to go, period. But I will give McKenzie credit. He had a great draft. Um, even the critics have said that. So I'll give him his props. Good job, Reggie. Other than that, um, the last thing before I go, dear God, please say it ain't going to happen. If the Raiders relocate to San Antonio, I know people are saying it ain't true, but I don't even like the fact that motherfucking Mark Davis even went out there. Uh, Oakland, Get your shit together. Get this fucking crap together for the Raiders. We need a better facility. We need to give me up. Raider Greg, ha-ha, it's Raider Malik from Tucson again. I got I got cut off in the last call. I just want to finish it up. Apparently, uh, I used to call in and be real nervous and just get in and get out, but I guess I'm considered a seasoned veteran now because I had a lot to say, so... I just wanted to say that, but, uh, yeah, Raiders, please stay in Oakland. All right, peace. Well, that is a lot, man, but I'll tell you, with the running backs, I can say this. Uh, the offensive line improvement's going to make the biggest difference in McFadden or Jones-Drew. I mean, and Murray, because he's, he's running pretty good, pretty fast, got a nice burst. Um, he's, he runs a little too tall for me, but that's fine. We'll see what happens. He runs like Jennings, really. But I think our offensive line is going to make a big difference, brother. I think uh, Sperano's the magic the magic in this whole scenario. Uh, our wide receivers are being pressed to do better. There's some drop balls, absolutely. You know, this is all about the wide receiver-quarterback relationship. I think that we're going to see a lot more, and I mean a lot more, tight end passes. A lot of slants, short passes, passes to the uh, running back. It's going to be a little bit of different offense this year, I believe. The pace is going to be a little faster. I think we're moving a little quicker. Um, and, you know, I just got a positive vibe. The Raiders aren't going to San Antonio, not unless they stay in court for a few years. That's a fact. They need to do something in Oakland. I wish they'd just remodel what they have and be happy with it. That's what needs to go down. With that being said, I thank you for your call and your insight, my brother. Well, Raider Nation, this is another episode of the Raider Nation podcast right at you. The football season, like I have said, is around the corner. You can tell the fall is in the air and the games are about to start. Get your gear, get your tickets, get your ass in a seat in Oakland. It'll be an epic season. Don't miss it. That is for sure. You stay tuned. Raider Nation Podcast is all over it. I am Raider Greg. 
and I am out. Out.